Good evening. Good evening. Uh, name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've talked a lot about the Holy Mother the last few days. It's a, a rich topic, um, necessary, necessary. Um, that, but I'm going to take a little digression. One is I had something else to say this morning and couldn't find it. Um, but I'm back at it. I found it. Um, and it's going to be, um, whoops, here we are. I do find it. I have it. In um, The Roots of Christian Mysticism, Oliver Clement, he has a, a chapter on interior combat. And, you know, we always have combat. And, you know, I like Unseen Warfare by um, um, Seraphim the Recluse and those things. And having been in combat, and we're always in combat. And I'm going to read a couple of things, and I think that it's just to stop and think about. This seems to be a topic right now. Um, Eschesis, which is spiritual warfare, means exercise combat. Spiritual combat is hotter than man's, ba man's battles. As free human beings, we have a capacity to create positively. We are challenged to keep faith with the great transformation of Christ our Lord, such that we transform likewise in the Holy Spirit, the relationship that in this world we necessarily have with material things, our genetic inheritance, psychological, social background, so that finally we transform the materials themselves. We have a physical reality and we have an incarnation reality. We can choose, but we need to fight with God in such a way that we retain we reclaim what we've been given. Now this next I think is really important. There's a couple of paragraphs here and then we'll move on. God did not create death. He did not create evil. This is Origen, um, his first homily on uh, Ezekiel. But he left uh, to human beings, as to angels, freedom in everything. Thus, through their freedom, some rise to the higher good, okay? Others rush headlong into the depths of evil. But you, men, why do you reject your freedom? We have freedom to choose, and do we use it correctly? And do we understand that? Or are we driven by too many other things? Why this reluctance to have to make an effort? See, oh, why do I have to work for my salvation? Really? To toil, yes, to toil, that means like continually, you know, and grudgingly at times. To fight, to become the artifact, which is a skilled craftsman, okay, of our own salvation. Ooh, we have a part in our own salvation. And uh, that's, that's, that's something we can choose to take advantage of what God has given us in such a way, okay, um, of our own salvation. See. And here's a great scripture, which it's almost like I've missed it a number of times. My father is working still, it is written, and I am working. So the father is always working, the son is always working, we're always working on our salvation. Are you then reluctant to work, you who were created in order to create positively? I just never heard it put that way. You were created to create positively. You're created to, in, 
be the artifact of goodness and holiness. There's something we find out that we can't do on our own, and we don't really quite know even what it means until Christ came. And it was all through the Old Testament, but now with the help of Christ and him opening up the heavens to us, Eschesis then, which is a spiritual exercise, is an awakening from the sleepwalking of daily life. It enables the word to clear the air, to, the word of God, Christ, um, to clear the silt away from the depth of our soul. Okay? So in other words, if you ever stir up the water and it gets all dirty and then it settles out, um, and it settles on the bottom, um, in a certain way, it, laziness and not working, you know, clouds our own heart, and we need to go down and stir it up so it flows away with the current, um, which is kind of a biblical image. Um, the depth of our soul, freeing the spring of living waters. See, not only do we clear the silt away, but what is already in us, it becomes a living, the living water is, is life itself, which comes gushing forth. There's biblical stuff about that, you know it. The word can restore to its original brightness the tarnished image of God in us. The silver coin that was rolled in the dust, but remains stamped with the king's likeness. That's in Luke. It is the word who acts, but we have to cooperate. We have to cooperate with him, Christ our Lord not so much by exertion of our willpower as by loving attentiveness. Wow, I just love that. Loving attentiveness. Now, I used to confess, I'm not sure why I did it, but I just felt like I was never attentive to certain things. And, uh, you know, my attention span is not always the best anyways. But attend to the things that are necessary for our salvation and so that we, we need that. And that, that's a beautiful word. Um, here's another little thing. Spiritual fat, okay, is obtrusiveness. Is the intrusiveness with which evil cloaks the intelligence. See, sometimes we think we're smart, uh, and we may be about a lot of things, but it may not see everything, which is true, and it can be clouded with uh, darkness and, uh, as we talked the other night, the venom of, of, of Satan um, that just twists our thinking, twists our mind, twists our thinking, twists our what we know to be God's word and the things he's asked us to do. Now to, to jump to a little thing by Maximus the Confessor, and he's talking about uh, what we emphasize in keeping um, the commandments, uh, because keeping the commandments is the way we can fight. Okay? And so here it is. He's going, the believer is seized with a holy trembling. You know, do we feel like we've been seized by wanting to be holy and Christ himself? Okay. Um, whoever believes this finds humility. Believes what? To seize by holy trembling. Ooh, this is... What finds humility receives gentleness and thus overcomes the influence of unnatural aggression and uncovertedness. We covet too many things, power and money and things. Whoever is gentle can keeps the keeps the commandments. Whoever keeps the commandments is purified. Whoever is purified is enlightened. That person is judged worthy to enter with the word, Christ, into the nuptial, the marriage chamber of the mysteries. We married 
to our communion with God. And so that's those are powerful sayings that I think you can hold on to. Someday I can figure out a way to send these to you. Let us um, cherish fasting. Here's some other thing. Fasting is another thing, keeping the commandments, and one of them is the fasting. You fast and pray um, with humble heart. Um, for fasting is the great safeguard along with prayer and almsgiving. Remember that scripture? When you pray and give alms and, um, and, and you fast, these three things have to go together. They deliver human beings from death. They deliver human beings from death. That's not only us, but maybe our prayers work for others that have already died. That's a mystery that we can talk about. Just as Adam was driven out of the paradise for having eaten, refusing to trust, because he, so it is by fasting and faith, which is kind of a trust, right, that they who wish to enter paradise do so. That's from Athanasius of Alexander um, and Alexandria. Fasting lightens the body, prepares it for the resurrection, opens it to the healing peace from our Lord. Boy, I got all kinds of shining going on today. It makes the soul more readily uh, transparent uh, and predisposes it to the study of wisdom, not just smarts, but wisdom, to li which is listening to the word. It makes sharing and the mutual help possible. Okay, and so there's just neat stuff here um, that we can go on forever. But I want us to remember that we have to be fighting. Um, you know, we talk about a country has to have armies and, and, and to protect against something. We have spiritual tools to fight against evil, which is a harder battle, but one teaches us about the other, okay? So that's what's going on. I just wanted to share that tonight for oh, a couple of reasons. One, it's apparently this is a topic. Um, and so um, uh, let's be attentive to that and, and to um, do that. Um, okay. I think that's what I got. I won't be back on until Monday morning. Um, actually, yeah, I think I'll be on Monday morning, even though it's Labor Day. Um, and so I'll try to do that. And we're doing, uh, we have the Feast of the Mother of God, the Nativity. So there's a lot happening, and those that's the worded action. And so these are some things that we need to remember, even though it's a holiday from, you know, our country's point of view. Um, and it's good. I mean, it means Labor Day. Let's use that to labor for our soul uh, and labor to um, push things away that interfere with us uh, learning about God and doing His commandments and fasting, praying, and giving to the poor. May God bless you tonight and uh, your families. And may you have a joyous weekend. Protect yourself. And God be with you. Okay.